Hey, Yak. Another quarantine podcast. Excited to have you back with us. It is quarantine podcast number 24. And what threw me yesterday, I can't believe I missed quarantine podcast number 23, which of course is one of my favorite basketball players' numbers, Michael Jordan. Today, ironically, 24 is one of the numbers of another one of my favorite ball players, Kobe Bryant. Um, who passed away uh, before this whole quarantine mess began. So we're on the, quor- the, the Kobe Bryant Quarantine Podcast, episode number 24. Glad you stuck with us this long. Um, we're on Proverbs, Proverb Tuesday. We're going to be reading Proverbs 3, 1 through 12. So jump there. Let me read it to you. My son, do not forget my teaching but let your hearts keep my commandments. For the length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, but be wary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights." There is a lot to unpack here. This section is um, kind of a breakdown of divine promises with human obligations. Divine promises and human obligations. Now, let me say this before we begin. And I don't think it's been said yet, but it needs to be said, especially before we begin Proverbs 3. And that is that there is a difference between a proverb and a promise. There is a difference between a proverb and a promise. A promise of God is what we covered yesterday when we talked about the covenant that God made with his people. There are promises that God makes to you and me that can never not occur, right? So he holds our salvation secure. Not one, I will not lose one of my sheep, right? God's saving work is finished, right? These are promises of the Lord to you. But what is a proverb of the Lord to you? A proverb is something that generally happens and is the general outcome with wisdom. And these are what's happening here. There are a lot of proverbs that take place. And so if you read these proverbs like promises, you quickly slip into what is known as the prosperity gospel within the evangelical church in America. And that is, if, I, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to, if I'm following wisdom, the, the Lord is going to bless me. Now, does that mean that doesn't happen? Actually, it happens a lot. If you honor the Lord with the way that you handle your finances, he tends to bless you. If you honor the Lord in the way that you raise your family, he tends to bless you. If you honor the Lord in your prayer life and your Bible study and you seek after him, blessings will naturally occur in the outcomes of those lives. Does that mean, though, that no praying people get sick and die? Absolutely not. 
Does that mean that those who have um, managed their money well will not have to declare bankruptcy at some point in their life because of some stress that has come upon them or trial that has come upon them? Absolutely not. But wisdom typically breeds fruit. And this is what we're seeing here. So my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Which is just true. Like, look at the type of wisdom that's been given. If you hang out with crummy people who lie in wait to murder others, there's a much larger chance that you're not going to live a wonderful life or a long life. That's, again, proverb, not a promise. Let not your steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Now, I want to touch on this, your steadfast love. This is a um, word in Hebrew that has a lot of meat behind it, and it's the Hebrew word hesed. And this refers to faithfulness to obligations that arise from relationships. Okay, Faithfulness to obligations that arise to relationships. Steadfast love is a committed love. And when we have a committed love to people, then trust will typically grow, right? So trust here in this contest, when we talked about trusting the Lord, it typically comes after commitment. But commitment's always there. And so when we are committed to God, we can trust God and we enjoy that relationship more and more. Does that mean that trials won't come and we might doubt? Absolutely, that might happen. But commitment leads to trust and commitment is the, I think, basis of steadfast love when we come to relationships. So are you committed to the relationships that God has put in your life? Are you committed to his church? Are you committed to him? Um, and not only that, do you wear them around your neck? Do you put them as a tablet on your heart? I love the poetic language here. Um, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And that's just the case. If you're committed to people, if you show commitment to people, they're going to find favor with you. If you're committed to your work, your boss will find favor with you. If you're committed to your employees, if you're committed to your brothers and sisters in Christ, if you're committed to your neighbors and their good well-being, you will find favor in their eyes. The next verse, 5 and through 7, or one of the first verses I memorized as a kid. So when I read it, I want to sing it because I, I learned it through song. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Um, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Again, it's just a reminder that those who follow the Lord, your paths are clear before you. Um, and it's clear we we tend, especially in our youth, to make the river of our lives turn and not flow straight, even though those trenches have been laid out for us. Because we think that if we do it our way, we'll be fine, right? I know best for my life. And so we'd rather go to the school of hard knocks than the school of wisdom. But when we seek wisdom from those who have gone down the path before us, and we seek wisdom from the Lord, 
our paths suddenly become very straight. Are you seeking wisdom? Or is speaking to others about issues and questions the last thing that comes up? Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Again, it's talking about here wealth. Um, Now, a lot of you are like, well, that's great. I'm broke. Jesus says that if you honor me with the little I give you, he will give you more. Jesus says that in the the Gospels. He talks about the parable of uh, the talents. So he's giving you a little right now. Like you're a teenager. You don't got many bills. You might be getting a, a small paycheck. But how are you honoring him with your finances? Are you learning to put him first in your finances now so that when you, when you have those larger paychecks later on, it's already built into the rhythm of the way that you manage your wealth? And here it promises that you'll be... Um, that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Um, I want to be careful with the way I word this. I think the key to this section is because when we give away our first fruits to God, wealth does not become our treasure, but God becomes our treasure. And so how are you building in a natural rhythm? What goals are you setting with your finances for the kingdom of God? Having a goal with your finances for the kingdom of God is great. Saying, I'm going to tithe this year. Not only am I going to tithe, I'm going to give another 5% to alms. I'm going to give 5% to a missionary. Or I'm going to pick up a compassion child and walk with that child through the next 10 years of my life with my finances. How are you managing your finances with your young age. Lastly, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, but be wary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as the father of the son in whom he delights. Um, when you go astray when it comes to wisdom, if you are in the Lord, he's going to discipline you. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. It won't feel like it at the time. No one likes to be disciplined at the time, but it is good for all of us long term. There's a lot more I could kind of touch on in this, but I want to keep it limited. I'm already over 10 minutes. I apologize. We're going long today. Um, But I hope you sit in this episode. I hope you enjoy the idea of thinking about how can I be wise with the time that the Lord has afforded me in the midst of a quarantine, in the midst of a hopefully a time in history that'll be like none before it and hopefully none after it in our lifetimes. Praying for you guys. Hope you're doing well. Peace.